Hey guys, welcome back to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Sorry if the audio is a bit uh, choppier or sounds a little like I'm in a tunnel uh, using a different microphone today than usual, so it may sound a little different. Uh, apologies up front for that. But let's get into right into the pod talking National Signing Day. Big day on Wednesday. Uh, I was recording this Wednesday night. We published on Thursday. Big day on Wednesday, National Signing Day. As schools sign and lock in the guys they've been recruiting for, a lot of these guys, this wasn't the first class of the new rules, but this was one of the first classes where you you had a lot of guys committed already, but you didn't have maybe as many as the 2019 um, or 2018 did. Um, We have mentioned this 2021 class is really the test period for this, not test, but really the first thing that we're going to see, the first class that has full, uh, with these new rules fully in it. Um, So it's been exciting to see a lot of these 2021s. But we're talking 2020s today. A couple uh signings I do want to mention now, first off obviously the biggest signing of the day Brennan O'Neill number one player in the country going to Duke we've known this he committed to Duke uh decommitted from Penn State committed to Duke last fall uh big get probably the biggest get that Duke has ever gotten and this kid is a he's a generational talent and if you haven't had a chance to watch Brennan O'Neill play either in person or on live stream or whatever, I, I I urge you to go check out Brennan O'Neill highlights, okay? I've been told many times this kid is the Zion Williamson of lacrosse. Um, I've watched him play at least two or three times on television um, or streaming on ESPN3 when they had uh, the one game on there, I think it was. Um, but I have watched him play multiple times. This kid is special. This kid is special. Already, really, he's been compared to these guys for quite some time now. John Grant Jr., Gary Gate is a mad is like immediately what pops in your head. He has the size of a linebacker, and his creativity and stick work and his hands and his speed is just phenomenal so best signing of the day obviously Brennan O'Neill I know Duke fans were waiting to see that one go through and has gone through O'Neill confirmed on his Instagram earlier today that he has indeed signed with the Duke Blue Devils also Duke picked up uh, well not picked up but these two guys signed as well uh, two of O'Neill's teammates, Jake Nazo, a face-off man, and Aiden uh, Deneza, I believe is how you pronounce that, a uh, midfielder out of, also out of St. Anthony's, New York. couple other guys I do want to get into in terms of signings and the impact <clears throat> on um, their team and, and what they're going and everything like that. Um, so first off, I'm gonna start with Virginia, uh, the national champs. They they've signed multiple guys. 
today. Uh, the one guy I do want to talk about, hold on, let's see real quick. Yeah, only one guy here that I've, that I've seen in person. I'm not going to talk about anyone that I haven't seen. Um, I will, I'll talk about two guys here. So Jack Walsh out of St. Anthony's, uh, New York. Another guy there. Uh, he signed with Virginia. Real good guy, real good kid. Uh, on the field. I didn't, you know, I mentioned I've watched St. Anthony's multiple times. I don't exactly remember exactly how much impact he had on the field, but I do remember him having a couple goals or assists or whatnot. So, uh, great signing there. I will say the best signing here for Virginia. And I think anyone who follows the Cooley or high school class would, would agree with me on this one is Patrick McIntosh. Uh, uh, Palo Alto, Palo Alto, California, native, uh, playing at Salisbury School in Connecticut, an attackman, um, just a real, he's like very dynamic player, um, good feeder, good shooter. I, I think of the guys that I've seen in this Virginia class and what I've seen from them, um, just on my own personal um, seeing them play, I think this is a guy that will have maybe a bigger impact than some of the other guys. Um, I know Ben Wayo uh, at St. Stephen's and St. Agnes and LSM and Connell Kuma at Seton Hall Prep midfielder um, are rated or ranked higher than McIntosh. Um, in this class, Macintosh is actually the fourth or fifth um, guy in this in this Virginia class in terms of uh, inside what classes rankings go. But Macintosh, one of the only guys I've seen in this Virginia class uh, really liked what I've seen from him uh, since I was able to watch him the first time a couple of years ago. Uh, Again, when they played on, on uh, well, actually, probably last year when they played on TV, uh, tremendous, tremendous play, tremendous play. Couple other guys I want to get at, um, Ellison Murray. I've actually seen him in person. Uh, he played at Macaulay out of Tennessee. He actually reclassified into that IMG Academy. I think this is a humongous pickup for Marquette. Uh, Murray was committed. He was committed to was that? He was committed to Rutgers, and he flipped about. He decommitted, um, and then he flipped about a couple, a couple weeks ago, maybe. So decommitted and flipped um, about a week ago now. So. Uh, reclassifies from 2019 to 2020, flips from what goes to Marquette. He's from he's from the Atlanta area. Played up for Coach Kemp at Macaulay up in Tennessee. Great high school program, one of the best in the South. Um, and now at IMG Academy, dynamic midfielder. Uh, he's got the speed, got the shot, just got got all the tools you look for in a D1. Stand out. I think he should be a very, very good addition to this Marquette class. 
Now, I know Maryland, many have talked about, you know, they've had a ton of signings today. Um, so far, I've counted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten guys thus far. Um, Eric Malver uh, out of Woodward Academy in Atlanta, one of the best players I've seen. Uh, in this class in the Atlanta area, uh, playing down there in the Peach State. Um, fantastic player. I've watched him play a lot. He should be able to make a significant impact right away for the Terrapins. And a lot of people always talk about Maryland over signs, um, which they do to an extent. They're kind of the Alabama of college across in the recruiting sense that they oversign guys. So if you uh, see any of these guys transfer or anything like that, would not be surprised. Uh, Michael O'Connell out of Mineola, New York. He uh, was at Army Prep and has uh, since left there and going to Maryland now. Another good guy that they have gotten. Also, do we want to talk about Ohio State? They've made some significant um Increases in recruiting over the years and have done a fantastic job today. They've gotten a ton of really good guys. And I'll mention one guy here, Gerard Kane. Uh, he's native of, of, uh, Sewanee, Georgia, which is about 50. Uh, 30 to 50 minutes north of Atlanta. Went to Lambert High School, one of the best high schools uh, for lacrosse in the state of Georgia. They are a dynasty. Um, went there is now at the Hill Academy. Fantastic player there at the attack position. Six foot one, two twenty. He's got. He's got the body, got the physical traits, got the skill set. Um, all of them great players, uh, and should be able to um, really make an impact there in Ohio State. I mentioned Ohio State. I think Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, uh, in terms of recruiting, have done some of the best job. Um, you know, that of the schools that, you know, people don't think of really. Um, I think they've done a fantastic job of recruiting, really stepping up their investment in lacrosse. I was talking about their investment in lacrosse. Those three schools have invested in lacrosse and look what's happened. Penn State went to, to a championship weekend last year. Um, and Penn State's recruiting has really increased. They've gotten a lot of good guys um, today as well. Michigan has also gotten 
a lot of good talent. Also, really good class overall here in 2020 across the board. All some great talent um, coming out of there. Also want to mention uh, Syracuse. They have uh, signed a couple guys today, a traditional power, uh, talking from some non so what kill you if you think of non-traditional powers, um, some traditional powers here. Doing that, Syracuse has reported a signing is Caden Cole, a defenseman out of uh, out of Salisbury School in Connecticut. Fantastic defenseman. He committed back in, uh, what was that, November of last year, I want to say, um, December of last year. After the Orange had some hiccups on the recruiting trail, um, an upstate New York native uh, going to Syracuse and playing at the Salisbury School down in Connecticut uh, was one of the first guys to kind of hop on last year after Syracuse had some of those uh, n- notable hiccups on the recruiting trail with guys. Uh, decommitting or flipping uh, to go elsewhere. Um, one of the more notable ones, Marquez White, uh, I believe he's a midfielder out of uh, Poe, California, flipped to Princeton last year, um, but Caden Cole uh, steps in there, and Syracuse has a pretty solid class right now, Owen Hiltz out of uh, Tackman out of Culver Academy, Jack Boat Whistle at Tackman out of Landor High School um, in Pennsylvania. Tommy Drago out of West Essex High School, uh, very, very good LSM out of New Jersey. Uh, some of the pretty decent quality players in that class. I know Syracuse fans have been a little on edge. Um, in terms of who they the recruiting they're getting, um, and you know, just right now, and I know not everyone in the 2020 class has signed yet, but looking at insidewalkclass.com right now, um, at the 2021 list in terms of their class rankings, Navy has number one class with uh, 11, 20, 21 commits this fall. Um, and I was just about the, the military academies. They can take a lot of guys, and they send a lot of those guys to, mil- to the academies, uh, to the prep schools, I should say, and a lot of them don't end up going there. So when you see that, when you see how many kids that Army and Navy and Air Force and they're all in, half of those guys will probably never even step foot on campus um, or on the field with that jersey on the side being at the prep school for a year and transferring to another school. Johns Hopkins has the number two class in the nation. Brendan Grimes, obviously a fantastic player out of Boys Latin, a Tapman, uh, their case in McDermott, another great player I've seen multiple times out of Brighton, um, an attackman there. Looking at the three through five on the inside lacrosse.com um, on inside lacrosse.com's rankings for classes. You have Michigan, 
UNC and Syracuse sitting at fifth, Harvard, Yale, Cornell, Maryland, and Virginia to round out the top 10. Duke, as I've mentioned, I think has the best class in the country, um, and they probably will uh, be ranked as number one class in the country. Uh, after this year, they are currently sitting in like 10th, I want to say. Um, on this list, about 10th, uh, 15th is what they're sitting on. Ohio State 17th, another school that I've mentioned on here. That's it for um, our National Signing Day coverage. Now to get into some news and notes here. Um, so the 2022 World Championships, a World Championship is moving to California, Southern Cal, SoCal. Um, I've not been able to confirm that it, uh, the report from Adam Levy of Lacrosse Flash that it is in fact in Los Angeles. I was told by a source late uh, over the weekend um, that it will be held in Southern California, but they did not directly name the city of Los Angeles as the host. So there's your update on that. NLL preseason is underway. A couple scrimmages in Vancouver this weekend. I believe one in Toronto as well. But last weekend, we had some scrimmages go down. Um, in Ontario at the Iroquois Cross Arena, a couple in Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo as well. So uh, getting to those right now, uh, on Saturday we had Halifax defeat New England 19-9. to and The highlights I've seen from Halifax, like I'm excited to see this defense. Uh, excuse me, this offense. This offense, I think, is really going to be exciting to watch this year. Ryan Banesh had five goals and two assists with seven points in this in the first half alone. Um, I don't know if he played in the second half, but he had five goals and two assists in that first half. Jake Lazor was in goal for the Halifax Thunderbirds. 21 saves off of 24 shots. Halifax went on a 12-3 to run in that second half to secure the win. In a preseason contest held in Buffalo, actually, New York beat uh, Rochester went head-to-head. New York was up 5-2 to two at the end of the first quarter. Uh, they maintained their lead, winning 15-3. Uh, no stats out of that. The Toronto Rock defeated the Colorado Mammoth 16-11 in a preseason tout on Saturday night in Oakville at the track. Uh, the Rock got up early and uh, appears to have never looked back. Uh, Adam Jones had four goals in the win. Dan Dawson had one goal and six assists. Dangerous Dan is looking dangerous already. That Toronto team, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think that is the, my that is my sleeper pick to win the East. I think they certainly can with the talent they have. You look at who they lost. And Kim Cardle and uh, Dan Whitner, and really, you get Dan Dawson, 
Um, and they've got a couple uh, good draft picks. Uh, Zach Mann's a young, uh, young player that I'm excited to see what he can do in his as he steps forward into uh, the pro game. And there's a lot of guys. Adam Jones is back, and Tom Schreiber should be healthy. Uh, from what I've heard, he should be a full go for this season. Uh, it will be a um, an exciting season in Toronto, nonetheless. On Sunday, Halifax defeated Georgia 21 to 13. The Swarm offense just never could get going. And um, again, these are preseason scrimmages, so they don't play everybody the whole time and don't lead too much in those scores. But that one kind of surprised me just given the fact that I know how well this Georgia team can play and really how deep this team is. A lot of people don't realize. Um, Halifax went on, like, I believe, a five-goal run in the first. They led the entire way. Kyle Jackson, Ryan Manesh had multiple goals for the Thunderbirds. Lyle Thompson uh, led the way for Georgia, according to reports. Colorado Mammoth defeated Buffalo Bandits 10-8 in the scrimmage on Sunday. Uh, that one was also in Buffalo. Uh, the Halifax-Georgia game was at the ILA. Things were uh, in the Mammoth Buffalo won the, the ending, you know, 10-8. That's a tight game. It was pretty much tight the whole way. Colorado was able to pull away. Um, that's what a narrow victory. Really small led Buffalo. Four goals. Corey Small having himself a big performance in the preseason. More preseason games up this weekend. A couple in Vancouver. I believe uh, San Diego, Saskatchewan, and Vancouver are all having scrimmages out there at Rogers Arena. Also have one in Toronto, as well as the Rock Play host to the Rock play host, you have to look that up right now. Toronto Rock will play, and this one is one you can go to, um, as all their games are. I believe they're free of admission, but you uh, encourage donate charity. Uh, Rochester Nighthawks at the Toronto Rock, and Saskatchewan Rush play the Toronto Rock in Toronto in two weeks and two Saturdays for uh, the final or one of the final preseason scrimmages of the season, the NLL season, just three weeks away. I'm excited. I know y'all are excited. Get some more classes back up and going. I know that was a shorter podcast today, uh, but that is all for the Lacrosse Bucket podcast this week. Um, Look out later on this week. We will have some more schedule preview, uh, mini podcasts, and things like that as well. And as always, go check out lacrossebucket.com. Or as always, lacrosse season.